It is Monday the 30th of May 2016 and this is episode 283 of Digital Outbox. Konnichiwa! Welcome to another episode of Digital Outbox. I'm Chris, back from Tokyo, and I'm joined by Ian. Hello, Dick-san. Uh, evening, Hachi-san. I quite yeah, liked that Hachi-san little joke that did. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tokyo, how was it? Ah, it's a pretty amazing place. Home from home. I loved it. I went in cynical, came away uh, com- a convert. You were the biggest cynic ever. I still remember that day you told me, oh, I'm going to Tokyo. It was. Can it felt like it did us. feel like a big hassle to start with, but once I got there, it was it was amazing. Good, properly amazing, and food unbelievable. Did you have any eyeballs? I had no eyeballs. Good. I did eat mashed up squid. I can't oh, say I enjoyed it too much, and I oh. did eat um, urchin, sea urchin, and I can't say I enjoyed that too much either. But I was quite adventurous. That's good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. All right, let's talk about tech news then. And let's start starting this week with Google and their battle with Oracle. And this was over Oracle complained that Android had used uh, their underlying APIs for the, the Java um, software. Uh, and basically it was an unfair usage of their technology. And they kind of basically wanted to say, uh, pay us a lot of money to be able to uh, run Android. Uh, Google compl- sort of said, no, that's... Not right. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's all it's all stemmed from when Oracle actually bought from Sun Microsystems to Java, didn't they? That's what it. And then because it had already been an understanding that Sun Microsystems said, "Yep, yeah, anyone can use it." And as soon as Oracle bought it, they kind of said, "Hang on a sec, we're going to rein all this in." Yeah, um, Oracle bought Sun. Sun owned Java, um, and Oracle decided, "Hey, we can we can make some money." So they were they were aiming for like up to nine billion in damages, um, but. The poor jury had to sit and listen to all this. Amazing. I mean, it's, it's like, oh. They've come to the right decision as well, which is, again, even even more amazing, really. Yeah, and I mean, the judge... Or the seemingly judge, the right decision. The judge said, I salute you for the extreme hard work in this case. I know yeah. there will be appeals and the like, and you're, you're done. I mean, I can't see Oracle after fighting for six years. They clearly believe they've got something. Um, yeah, I, I remember when we were talking about it before, it was about how... Google had rewritten some of the APIs. So they said they'd kind of taken the Sun ape, the Sun written APIs, and sort of converted it for their own use. So they, it's I think there was almost a plagiarism thing about it. So you're right. I don't think it's going to go away. Um, but yeah, there's more to it than just just plain old can we use the API or not. But anyway, so the the jury have come to a conclusion and they they've come down on the side of openness, which is nice. Um, and I think it's good. I mean, the, the important thing, obviously, is that money is a, is a big deal, you know, and just the reputational damage that that would have went with it, you know, because it, well, and it, and the ramifications of the of the that judgment, if the judgment goes the other way, that's, that's the ramifications of software developers not being able to use, Absolutely. you know, bits and bobs. Maybe. You know, I mean, if you if you all of a sudden were found, you know, that that I've used this API, so somebody in years' time could buy the owners of that API and then charge me or sue me yeah. is horrendous. Not, not just APIs either, is it? It's sort of, you know, any any includes of any software. That's how software's written is just by, yeah. you know, the f- building blocks, isn't it? Anyway, 
Yes. Uh, Twitter has also um, made some changes this week in another sort of ongoing effort. Uh, they've been listening to people saying it's a bit painful to when we include links in our tweets that that chews up our word limit. So they're going to change the way uh, their word limit works. It doesn't count um, links. It doesn't count handle names. Um, doesn't count image links, things like that. So you basically have a bit more freedom to include other stuff in your tweets that don't count towards the limit. Uh, and they've also changed the way the at, um, at username system works so that currently if you do a straight up at username with, with nothing else ahead of it, it just goes to that, that person's uh, stream. Uh, now they're changing it so that it actually goes to everyone that you're following stream. Um, so it's, it is visible. Um, that was kind of, they went backwards and forwards on that. I seem to remember they changed that a number of times to the current system. Um, but anyway, now it's back to, um, yeah, working across all your stream. Yeah. Sensible, sensible tweaks. Some of them quite small, but I think the fact that, you know, you can put a, a, a we'll call it an attachment, um, and it doesn't count towards those 140 characters. It keeps it. I think it keeps the essence of the service, but just makes it that little bit more flexible. Yeah, and yeah, I'd agree. I think it's the right balance. Um, they still they're still stuck around the kind of 300, 350 million users. That, you know, they still don't seem to be able to get beyond it. So as big as Twitter is, and you see it everywhere, right? It's pretty omnipresent on nearly all the news channels. Um, nearly all the newspapers have like this kind of concept of Twitter, but. 360 million users is just not many, is it? No, not not considering how rapidly it grew, and it has pretty much plateaued. Yeah. Um, un unlike the, you know, Facebooks and other services that we see. Well, that's a three billion rising. something like that. Like that. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, Instagram's a bigger community than Twitter, you know, yeah. and and, and Instagram's just seen as just a photo, you know, sharing service, or it's just owned by Facebook, and it's 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 yeah. massive. Um. I still think there's a the problem with Twitter. I, mean, I I like the service in general, but there is there is still quite a kind of toxic nature to it. You know, when there's a, a real mob mentality, you don't see it on other platforms. You know, yeah. Instagram far bigger, you just don't see it. You know, and whether it's just because it's more innocent or you can't say things as inflammatory, or it just doesn't seem to have that toxicity that that Twitter has. And even today, as a Labour MP, we just you know just you know. Here, here's why Twitter's becoming dead to me, even though I love the platform. And it was because she'd said something about a a a, a, um, a rate, and and there was I think six hundred basically different users all being pretty toxic to her. You mm. know, the thing she said there was like six or nine hundred notifications she got, all of them just kind of like hounding her, and it's just you know that that's where it becomes a you know that's why people say enough's enough. I saw it last night. There was a um. Uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to is um, Remaster, um, which is on Really FM, and it's a, an ex um, Sony developer and, and kind of like um, game relation type guy, well respected. And he just made he made one comment about so No Man's Sky's delayed for two months, and he was just saying, "Guy, it's not worth death threats, and it's not worth this and that." And somebody replied and said, "And, and the guy's a Muslim." And it, and it was like, uh, you know, blah, 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 basically calling him a terrorist and you'll explode something. You know? And it was just like, what? And it's not even, you know, even if it was a throwaway, it's not, it's not a throwaway. So he's just no, like, I've had enough of this. I'm off for the week. I just yeah. don't need that negativity. Like constantly just 
chip, chip, chipping away. Say it all the time. Internet's full of positive and negative in equal bounds. And... It is, but I do think Twitter, I, I just don't think, has done enough to make it easy to, to deal with people like that. You know, it's made it easy to to be toxic and get away with it. Maybe we just found the, the number of people that are willing to just <laughs> share their life like, like that that actually make it worthwhile. Maybe that's... Anyway... Whatever it is, they're they're still struggling with it. They're changing these changes are nice changes. They don't change anything fundamental. Uh, so who, who knows? Would it if it if that was the reason they've only stuck at three hundred and sixty million? I doubt it, to be honest. And they've also said that the, 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 there's a number of interviews I've done, and they're saying it's going to take time to do the changes we want to make. It's going to take time to make it a great platform. But even even their, and I, I don't use their Mac app. But lots of people still do, and at least an update, and it's just constantly crashing. Mm. It's like, you know, things like that are going to just put people off. Uber riders are willing to pay 9.9 times surcharge in surge pricing if their phone's battery is low. So this is a, an interesting outcome of the fact that the... Um, the the app actually gets a permission to check what the user's battery level is, so it can go into power saving mode. Um if they're low on battery, but they've kind of used the same, you know, that data to to see other metrics. And and one one thing it says is, yeah, if they're they're up to nine point nine times the actual uh, payment of a taxi if their phone battery's low because they just want to get home. Um, so kind of, I don't know what I feel about them sort of releasing the fact that they know this about about users. It's kind of. It's all those things where you sort of say, well, yes, an app's asking that permission because it wants to do this. But actually, in this particular case, yeah, they did ask for the permission to do that, but now they're using it to do this other thing, which is a little bit more kind of money and greed orientated, I'd say. Definitely. And and just the fact it's like, and they said, they've said right at the end of their their kind of press release on it that we will not use this information to make you pay more. The surge pricing is worked out a different way, but, but then... A, how do you know? B, how do you know nobody else is doing that? You know, so you're, you know, it's another. Taxi Especially form. as they've also said that people are more willing to pay uh, surge pricing when it's two point one times rather yeah. than just two times. Yeah. And that's because they people don't believe that two times is, um, you know, going to be algorithm, algorithmically <laughs> worked out by an algorithm. Yeah. Um, Whereas 2.1, they kind of can. So so also, do they take that information and say, right, well, we don't have round numbers, then we just knock it up a decimal point. And and, and then, and I read it and I was like, sneaky dogs, but then it's, it's no different to everything's priced at 99p or 199 instead of £1 and £2. Absolutely. There is no difference, no, so you're right. It's, it's, the, it's the same model, I guess they have just said. So, I mean, it, I guess it would have sounded a bit more honest if they said, if they see a 1.9 time surge, they would probably believe that more than a 2. Yeah, yeah, and then people yeah, would be like, "Oh, okay," but it's just the fact that they went higher. We make it two point one; it's more believable. We charge you more because it's believable. Anyway, yeah, it's, but it's all it's all interesting metrics and the kind of things that are available to you know um, to these these software engineers nowadays. And and I'm sure it all goes towards making these products. It's just uh, it's just the more you hear, it's the more you realise how you're getting gamed, and you just don't realise it. Or potential to be gamed, anyway, at least. Um, I, yeah, you're you're definitely the more less cynical tonight. I am certainly looking at, and it's just things like you see supermarkets and now understand all the analysis to do on foot traffic to say that yeah. shelves cost you more, so hence we'll charge the suppliers. Yeah, do you want to be on this shelf or that to shelf? Be on you? that shelf, and you're like you yeah. gaming sods, well, but it's, it's all 
It's all good. Clever stuff. Uber and Toyota also come out and said they've got a strategic investment uh, on their leasing. Um, so Toyota are very popular kind of uh, taxi type cars um, and Uber obviously are looking to to expand their fleet. So they're working together to uh, in some sort of mutual agreement to um, to boost their, their, their fleet, basically. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to find it in the article. I'll find it in a minute. GM. So GM invested half a billion in, in Lyft. Um, we talked about Apple, you know, putting in a billion into the Chinese. I can all remember Diddy. I can't remember the actual full name. <laughs> um, and, it, and it's almost like if you're if you're not a tech firm investing in some way in cars or you're not a car firm investing in tech, you're out of it at the moment. It just feels... I saw a headline today that the car's the new phone because it's just that's the new platform that all going to all the kind of big tech firms are going to start fighting over, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, phone integration into the car environment is certainly big and and making that seamless uh, and the benefits that it brings. It's not going to be long before your car has a dedicated SIM just regularly, so it's not even just plugging your phone. A kind of just. A... Uh, I don't know. I just, I, do, I just, I just wonder if some of it will just jump. You know, it's like the car play type stuff. I think it's just, I don't think anybody's interested in that. I think they were trying to tick a box two years ago, but it's taking too long. So you, you think know, it's, it's going to go the step beyond? Do you? Yeah, I think they're just going to sort this car play nonsense. There's a car. <laughs> yeah. Um, contactless payments tripled in popularity in the UK last year. It took a took an age to get to their kind of first X number of users, but it's tripled very, very quickly since. So this is... Uh, this includes um, like cards with NFC, so your, your regular credit cards that now do contactless. And um, anecdotally, I see it quite a lot nowadays in the shops, just people holding up their credit cards to, to the the reader, and and then obviously the Apple Pay and, and Android Pay as well, uh, all coming coming online. Um, yeah, it's not no surprise. I guess people just get used to it and then feel a bit more secure with it all. Yeah, it's hit, it's hit a tipping point, hasn't it? It's been around for a while, and and I I had a card for a while and just never bothered using it. But then, the Apple geeky me kind of forced me on to trying it and doing it. And as you say, it's it's everywhere. And also, it's like I think I've I've been in places now where people are saying it's contactless, by the way, and you're just like, oh, you know, they're reminding you you don't have to put it, in for a ten or a twenty quid. Just, just it do it. takes it takes a while for these card sort of readers to filter down into the right shops. You might get it in Tesco or whatever, but because it's got a thirty pound limit, quite a lot of people's shops are outside of that. Yeah, but your local convenience store now does have the same card reader technology because they're all kind of flowing down into that area. Isn't it? And there's some I can't remember the ones. There's a, a, a kind of like a, it's like eight or ten retailers have went above the thirty, so they're obviously willing to take some sort of liability. But they it's must like, do, yeah. yeah. So, so I think there's a couple of restaurant chains and there's a couple of the, the kind of high street stores I've said, ah, let's, let's For the convenience, for just yep. let's take that risk and take the extra custom. Yeah. And, and the fact that you can now use contactless on things like the underground, I think that's it shows the future of what's possible because um, it's so much, it is so much easier than having to go up to the ticket machine, working it all out. And yes. the fact you can just trundle in what card up against it and it works it all out for you, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I know that takes a big infrastructure change, but and once it's done, it's done. Yep. Um, Microsoft has been accused of Windows te- uh, 10 upgrade nasty trickery. 
Um, so basically, this is the reminder that pops up on your Windows whatever, not Windows 10 box, but Windows 8 or Windows 7, for example, uh, asking you, do you want to upgrade? They recently made a change to the uh, box that pops up uh, to be a recommended change. And therefore, if you just close the window, as most people would do, uh, it does still go ahead with the upgrade because it's saying it's a recommended change. And therefore, uh, closing the window means that we will go ahead and do that for you. Um, rather than you actively saying, yeah, I want to do it. Um, and obviously that's caused a lot of people some upset. Certainly, probably not as many people as, <laughs> as as all that, but certainly there's been some complaints that, hey, I wanted to keep on my older version of Windows. Thank you very much. Snicky dogs. Yeah. You can but, see why they want to do it, right? I, I can and I can't. So see if somebody wants to stick with it for whatever reason. It's just the fact that you know hitting that red cross usually shuts something down. Not, uh, I accept this update, crack on, please. Yeah. That's the that's the trick. So I agree. Nothing. So make, make yourself watching cut, and, and they are pointing out, you know, if we get, you know, if you don't do it by, is it end of June? End July, of July 29th. Then it becomes a paid upgrade. So we're, we're encouraging people to jump on the free bandwagon while it's still around. And you're like, fair enough, I can get all that. It's just the it's just the disingenuous. You've hit that X. I know what the X means. I've used Windows for twenty years. Oh, is that a bug? <laughs> it's like no. That's a what is it? Is that a dark pattern? People call it. Yeah, it's that, I don't know. Yeah, it's quite. As in, if you don't read carefully, basically. Yeah, well, it's just back to the kind of the. the it's like when somebody gives you a dialogue box. You know, do you want to? You know, yes and cancel or and it's not clear it's like what am i doing do you not not want to cancel this box now ne- yeah yes or like the click two, yes or the, no or like the two check boxes you get underneath which when you're filling in a form for the first time and the yeah. first one says um we want, do you want to get sent material and you tick no yes or tick no to get no material and then the next one is untick it to, yeah. <laughs> yeah untick it for us to share with everybody yeah. else and you're yeah, like yeah. Which way? And it's that's a dark pattern. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, and I'm sure there are people up in the air, but you know, to be honest, most people don't use Windows anyway, so it's fine. <gasps> Microsoft <gasps> is giving up on the consumer smartphones business. Um, another 1,800 jobs going. Um, but just what a what a what a what a cluster. Seven point two billion acquisition down down the what drain. A waste of money. Think of what you can do with seven point two billion. But also, it's a waste of talent. It's a waste of jobs. It's how many lives have kind of affected by this? It's it's humongous. Nokia was struggling anyway. Is you know they were, but but to go and buy it for eight billion and then basically dismantle it. Yeah, well, it just it failed, didn't it? It, it monumentally didn't didn't work. But it also felt like they didn't try. I don't know. It just... Oh, I don't know. I think that's unfair. No, I don't. I think it's more that people didn't give them a chance. I think that's that's probably more to the truth. Maybe, but it's the fact that they're still saying that they're. So it's just like this isn't them giving up on smartphones, just consumer smartphones. Yeah. So they believe. It won't be, yeah. yeah it, it so won't they're still they're still trying to stick with this. That they won't. They, they're only doing that because they've probably got agreements that say they have to. Uh, um, yeah, I just can't see it. No, it's the difficult third platform, isn't it? You've got two dominant platforms. We've we've who've we had? We've had uh, I can't even remember the what was they were operating the other uh, who was it that did the Pebble type up operating system? I can't remember what the hell that was. It then it bought by someone and they put it onto um, 
It got bought by Hewlett Packard or something, and then they put they decided to put the operating system onto one of Palm. their printers. Palm, that's it. Yeah, it was Palm OS, wasn't it? Crikey, that's a name from the past now, isn't it? It's, it's not that long ago, but it just feels so no, distant. No, because I I loved the, the 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 Palm was great, and then they came out with that that kind of card format that loads of people have kind of well they they, they use it now. You see cards everywhere, right? Yeah, flipping cards uh, away and swapping between them. Yeah, yeah, and and for whatever reason, I mean. I, I don't know. They lost the plot when iPhone and Android kicked off and they were that, that arrogance of people don't want this. You know, Balmer standing there and saying, people are going to spend £600 on a smartphone. Hey, hey, come back to me in your time. Oh, okay, we're third. Oh, okay, we're dead. Um, and the, there's just struggle to recover. I don't even know if it's a mindshare thing, but even, cause even when they've demoed things, it amazes me that they got like Office on ios and android ahead of their own mobile platform yeah and that's because and that's even after two years of it sitting in the shelf you know so the developer behind it or one of the developers behind it admitted that that yeah it looks pretty close to what i wrote two years ago but the well, obama wouldn't release it because it was a i will not have it on another platform before windows mobile but it just it's just for whatever reason yeah with a, with a, with a company and a resource at that disposal they couldn't do it in some ways, you know, the fact that they have just made the decision to chop it, they could have strung it out, wasted more money in the long run, even more and more. So they've just made the decision to chop it. And I'm sure the business side of things will go once the SLAs have gone as well. Um, Pebble raised $4 million for its new watches and its first fitness tracker. So they've released another Kickstarter, I guess. Is it actually Kickstarter? Am I talking out of line? It's Kickstarter. And yeah, thousands of people, 31,000 people. Uh, friend kind of, of the almost... show, friend of the show, Brian was one of them. I of saw his little, was. saw his little tweet. It was like, there you go. Um, so this will be, yeah, in, again focused around good value, so a lot cheaper than the kind of other smartwatches, and and now including uh, kind of fitness and health uh, side of thing, which has become important. Yes. Um, so there's a Pebble two, a Time two, um, which look, which look okay. I mean, they're definitely, I, I think they definitely look cheaper. But then if I look at the Android and iOS, kind of iOS, watchOS platforms, they're not, there's, there's no no great kind of stunning feature on them either. It's not like it's not like they're, they're doing something that, that totally differentiates them apart from mm-hmm. probably fit and finish. You know, yeah. So there's an argument that I think if you get a lot out of a Pebble platform, you're probably just as well sticking with it because it's obviously... Well, clearly you've got enough fans to keep their product line ticking over. Yeah. So. And the interesting one was this little sports tracker. Um, and there was two There was two kind of bits to it. There was a... there was a, a, a It's called... They're calling it a Pebble Core. And it's like... So basically... You can, and I was actually... I almost bought one just because it's a, it's like a, a connected button and you can make it do things so you can you know if it's in a certain environment it'll do things if it's in another environment it'll do things if this then that kind of thing yeah, yeah i just thought that's that's interesting and then as alongside that there's this kind of i actually kind of and, and when i looked at the, fit, the fitness tracker um a gps and it's got four giga storage a headphone jack battery lasts for a long time and it's like and for that price i mean they're they're, they're talking less than 100 quid right isn't it? yeah it's basically it's 99 dollars yeah so that's pretty so amazing if they can achieve it. Yeah, there's, there's just, there's, I still find it a bit whiffy that they're a company, but they have to go to Kickstarter for uh, each product. Yeah, but if it works for them, it works, doesn't it? It inspires people. So you know. seems it seems to be. I mean, it's um, I've not. I must admit, this was from this was from the middle of last week, so I've not kept up to date on on where they are on their 
Kickstarter go, and I'm sure it's, like, it's you know it's like investment funding where you go to people rather than to investment funds. So you know, so same same kind of thing. When when this article was written, it was four million. It's now at oh, it's much the same. It's just nine million dollars. They yeah they so they found their their market and they've got hold of them pretty quickly. Yeah yeah, but there's there's forty almost forty nine thousand backers and there's still thirty days to go. And I think. I remember from an old Kickstarter article, they said you get a lot of momentum at the start and then it's kind of slow climb and then right at the end, just as it comes, it just ramps up again because there's a whole yeah. of press kicks in yeah. around. You've got one it's or two days scene, and look yeah, how yeah. successful it's been and and don't, don't miss out. Indeed. Uh, that's the end of the news we were going to talk about. Um, we should mention Overwatch has been released to good reviews and I've picked it up and I think you might pick it up. So we'll yeah, probably feed back on that. I'm going to pick it up. So it looks. About, I've already had a game on it, and it, it was definitely fun. So it's a bit. So it's a bit like Team Fortress, but bigger, I guess, is because it's got like is it 17 characters and or nine, oh, 21 it's got 21 characters. characters. I think it's yeah. got loads of characters, and they all, you know, they're all different. So that's their kind of whole mantra is, you know, they've got 12 maps and they've got several different game types and 21 characters, which are the take a take a while to master. That's the uh, and, I, and I read a bit more today. It's a whole. It's a lot more objective based. And you know if you're if you're up against it, and it's not like your whole team has to be balanced with different characters. You could all go the same character. Um, yeah, it, it tells you when you're not balanced. It tells you you're missing, say, a long distance character. You're missing this now. You can change at the end of each can, life. Yeah, exactly. So and and it's it's kind of a couple of neat things like you you've no concept of ammo because it's nope. um it's it, it's wanting you to focus on the objective and not worrying about. Oh, my guns run out, and then you go and pick up another weapon somewhere. Yeah, it's very much that kind of massively multiplayer thing where you're just waiting for on your special abilities. You're waiting on timers to tick through, and they're all very obvious and nice. And... So, so yeah, I will, I will pick it up, Chris. Okay. I don't sure know if I'll feed. buy it digitally. I might buy it digitally just because. Think of the fun you'll have not having to swap discs. I know, but I just feel like I'm I've, I've turned into a sloth if I do that. <laughs> it's like I've bought into that sloth like allow I... um allow yourself a lot of time to download though because even though it advertises at ten gig, by the time it's doing all its installation, I think it's all modular. I think that ten gig gives you the modular places where all these other things slot into so they'll be doing it going. Is forward. it a bit like downloading Visual Studio from Microsoft? It tells you it tells you here's a three hundred key file and then there's a two meg file. Hey, and it's just it... like downloading Warcraft where yeah. <laughs> and then we and are then... downloading this. Now we are downloading that. Now you yeah. may play but we haven't got any assets yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I ended up. I ended up. Visual Studio was. I put about forty-seven gig. Wow, and it was that's, just like that's. I'm interested humongous. to go. I might go and have a look to see how much t- space it's taking up now from its original <laughs> ten gig uh, request. So that's. Oh, it's, it, but it's just like Halo. It comes in one disc, but here's Halo's gig. up to forty-eight gig now. I think it says. Yeah, something like but that. remember Master Chief? It came in one disc, but then the first thing it did was download all the maps. Yeah. download them all. <laughs> uh, it's actually coming. Yeah, I'm gonna look at the story. Anyway. Anyway, they're they're big games nowadays. There's a lot of investment, um, but yeah, they've they've also said that it's going to be free upgrades going forward and content. It's going to be free. You can buy things in the store, but not, they're all cosmetic. So okay, I will buy it. Boom. Um, right then, <laughs> unless you've got a pick for us. Uh, no. Okay. Well, uh, we will say adios. So no podcast. No, maybe by next week because I'll be back. I'm just I'm away again, um, but actually, I'll probably be back in time for the next podcast. So I'm thinking we'll be doing a podcast like a week on Thursday. Yeah, I think I think Thursday. Yeah, week Thursday. Roundaboutish that time, and and then the week after that, I don't know what we'll do because it is E3 and WWDC on the same day basically. So 
we might have to our minds will be blown we might have to do a couple depending on how busy WWDC is or um, how how busy Sony and Microsoft have been they don't release products anymore it's fine Hmm. we will see all right yeah that'll be fun finding out whether we have to stretch that one out okay um so if you want to find out more about us who we are and stuff like that digitaloutbox.com info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to talk to us and you can talk to us on twitter as digitaloutbox as well i'm on twitter as cheesy uk racing stuff is on academyracer.co.uk and where can we find you ian twitter is sweeper um blog is ind.net and where are you racing this week zoldar belgium wow yeah exciting don't lose yeah okay <laughs> done don't right do then. A, don't do a rosberg <laughs> yes uh yeah <laughs> yeah i'll speak to you <laughs> on the other side and yeah week thursday bye-bye Ta-da. 